It's July 20th, 2022. Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. And first up, we'll have Keone DeFranco. He's the entrepreneur in residence over at Purple Maya. And he's here to tell us about an upcoming hackathon. And uh, then we'll be joined by Gwen Jacobs and Phil Johnson. And they're here to talk about a, a new EPSCoR project from the National Science Foundation to leverage data science to better prepare for climate resilience. And of course, now I want to welcome Keone DeFranco. And I want him to explain what uh, what his uh, entrepreneur in residence role is over at Purple Maya, and he's here to talk about a project uh, in collaboration with Hawaiians in Technology and Purple Maya, and a hackathon coming up, uh, I guess, uh, next week already. So, welcome to the show, Keone. Aloha, Mike Hako. Uh, yeah, my name is Keone DeFranco. I'm an entrepreneur in residence with Purple Maya Foundation, uh, helping lead the New, newly created Malama Venture Studio. So my background for the last 10 years was the founder and CEO of a startup in New York City in the healthcare IT industry, focused on mobile-first technology, telehealth, video conferencing, calling, and messaging. Um, and so, yeah, joined the Purple Maya team officially in the fall of last year. I've been an advisor to their incubator since 2016. Um, and happy to be basically developing, incubating, and launching new startups at the intersection of native wine culture and uh, innovative technology. Uh, and so what we're launching uh, with our Mo'okoahau and Mo'olelo hackathon in partnership with Wines and Technology is an opportunity to gather over Lahuihoiea weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, to come together as a Lahui and build a new genealogy tool. Um, you know, when we think about the Mo'o, that's that lizard or dragon, mm-hmm. the Aumakua, um, and that, yeah, that, that back of that dragon uh, can be viewed as Arkupuna. Uh, and so that mo'o also means lineage, that how you know, that line of ancestors extending to the back of time. Um, and also that mo'olelo, you know, that, that song of the dragons, uh, that is our creation story. And so what we're looking to do over that weekend is bring that lahui together and build a tool to be able to basically research and catalog some of our very old ali'i lines, uh, work with some data exported from the Ku'e petition, and then tie your own personal line to that as well, and then in the future be able to attach birth, death, and rec- uh, marriage records to be able to verify ancestry for things like Department of Hawaiian Homeland, Kamehameha Schools, OHA, or anything else we might want to fill together as a lahui. Ah, so you've pretty much got the, uh, the, the challenge in front of folks. And you mentioned uh, that there's a discord and, and people are already contributing to sort of a, a code base? Exactly, yeah. Um, so you can uh, check out the uh, the event. It's at uh, hawaiinsintech.org. Um, and from there, you can find our Discord. But there's a growing community. Uh, you know, feel free to jump in there, start to talk story with us. We've actually be, uh, begun to assign tasks to people. You know, there's uh, definitely remote engagement available from now through the end of the event. Uh, this is, we're hoping, will turn into a, a large, long, a large, long-scale project that is open-source, always free to use, and Lahui built and driven. So, Keone, uh, as an as a entrepreneur in residence, uh, I mean, this is one of the projects that you're involved in, and, and yeah, I think you mentioned some others. Is this a relatively new uh, uh, position in Purple Maya? Uh, it is. Uh, the the Malama Venture Studio is, is kind of brand new. It's an idea that's been percolating for a number of years uh, with the CEO Donovan and mm-hmm. I, um, mm-hmm. and, and basically an opportunity to come together 
and um, you know create new companies, uh, new companies that are Kanaka-led, new companies that are Lahui-driven, that are focused on local job creation, um, and also workforce development and training. And so, you know, my role has been to bring some past experience I've had in startups, um, you know, um, and, and, and service our people. So one of the, the first initiatives we launched last fall was Founder, uh, which is a new incubator and accelerator focused on Wahine, female founders of Kanaka, Pacific and Asian uh, background, um, and basically give them some funding, um, no strings attached, give them some mentorship, and then help them, you know, get their products to the next step. Um, and so that's kind of the incubation side. Um, on the, you know, the, the core venture studio side, it's just developing, launching new companies. And then we have workforce development, um, things like our creators, digital creators uh, class, which is free online for about six weeks. You can join, you can get trained in uh, graphic design, front end uh, development, digital uh, marketing. And then we have launched a uh, design studio as well to help you, uh, you know, in the future get placed for short-term contract work. And there was another program called uh, Hiapo that that got people kind of uh, uh, upskilling in in the uh, the Salesforce, I guess, platform, right? Correct. Yeah, and, and that's a really successful program. Um, you know, you can come in with no background in Salesforce after a number of weeks, uh, become certified, then join our uh, dev shop, and then actually have have a have a career um, and get paid, work from home, uh, and continue to upskill yourself. Um, and so, yeah, lots of exciting things happening. Uh, under the Purple My- uh, Foundation banner. Yeah, no, that's great. And so uh, this is taking place, This the hackathon is taking place next week. So uh, it's actually physically in place at uh, at several locations, and then, but it's also uh, accessible virtually? Correct, yeah. So it'll start Friday afternoon, uh, 3 p.m. Uh, 3 p.m. Uh, in Mo'ili'ili at mm-hmm. the Purple Maya offices, which is Halau Inana. Saturday, we're going to be taking everyone uh, to Waimanalo, working at Pu'uhonuo o Waimanalo at the Nation of Hawaii uh, to experience AI sovereignty in real life and, and build, you know, the future of our Lahui together out there and just kind of, you know, free that air in the valley. And then Sunday, uh, we'll be hosting our demo day, you know, showcasing, uh, you know, the, the various projects that our teams are working on from 9 p.m. up until, sorry, 9 a.m. until 11 a.m. That's going to be at Native Books, Arts and Letters in Chinatown. And that will allow people to, to walk over to, uh, you know, the La Hoi Hoi Ea, uh events in town with, with plenty of time to jump in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is uh, happening next week, Friday. So that's the 29th, Correct. right? 29th, 30th? 29th through 31st. Got yep. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, where can people go to uh, sign up? And, and this is open to any, anybody, right, who wants to participate? Yes, this is open to anyone that wants to participate. Um, the best is going to be hwinesintech.org. Um, you'll find all the information there if you click under Hackathon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, tickets are on Eventbrite through there, uh, $5, really just to, you know, ensure that people uh, commit to being there. But you can you can start now on that website. You have the link to join our Discord, and, you, and we can plug you into a project right now. Sounds good. Hey. And then also, it, you do want to follow up, you know, no technology experience is, is needed. You know, there will be a lot of hacking going on, but we're going to have a full non-technical uh, track, which is going to be, uh, you know, our, our keynote speaker is uh, Dr. Lily Kala. Uh, she'll be there talking about all of her incredible research uh, that she's done um, in, in, in um, Moko, how genealogy, her teams will be running workshops all day, everything from the basics 101 of genealogy research 
two interesting uh, you know, conversations as a Lahui, you know, things like Hanai, things like Po'olua, two fathers. Um, we'll also have a Kamahina project there talking about Mo'olelo, specifically, you know, the concept of, of Hina, Hina, not just the Akua, the moon goddess, but also our ancestor, Hina and Ru, being some of the original first navigators in our Mo'olelo and our Mo'oko'ohau and how we actually descend from them and, and that, that, that interesting duality as well. Um, and also, you know, working in the Lo'i Great Food up there, so it'll be a, a fun event. Okay, sounds good. Mahalo, Keone, for joining us. Mahalo. And, of course, uh, we'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll be joined by Gwen Jacobs and Phil Johnson from the University of Hawaii to learn about data science and climate resilience. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Ulupono Initiative. Welcome back to Bike Marks Cafe on Hawaii Public Radio, and I'm happy to welcome uh, Gwen Jacobs, co-director over at the Hawaii Data Science Institute and director of the Cyber Infrastructure, and of course, Phil Johnson, professor over at the Information and Computer Science uh, Department over at the University of Hawaii, and of course, they're here to talk about the recent EPSCoR grant from the National Science Foundation. I want to welcome you both to Bike Marks Cafe. Hey, Bert. Great. Thanks, Bert. And uh, you know, I, I I'll start with uh, Gwen, and and Gwen, you can you can uh, give us the definition of what EPSCoR is, because uh, it's it's kind of a interesting program, and I know you've been involved with EPSCoR for quite some time, so it's a it's kind of like a, a National Science Foundation, not recurring, but it's it's a program that they you know oftentimes look to universities to put in proposals and and get funding for. Yeah, yeah, thanks for, so EPSCoR stands for, this is the established program to stimulate competitive research, and this is a program that's open to only a subset of the states in the nation, and Hawaii is one of them, and the, and the program is designed to build, build capacity in research competitiveness through a number of different mechanisms. These are large awards, these are $20 million, five-year awards. And they're focused on a key research um, topic that's very important to the state. And we build capacity through a number of different mechanisms. One is typically hiring faculty, funding graduate students and postdocs, and also investing in key infrastructure, whether it's new um, kind of uh, scientific equipment or computational infrastructure. And these awards are designed around um, a couple different themes. One is the theme on innovative science and science that's important to the state. The second is on um, education and development and specifically workforce training. And then the third is on connecting all the stuff that happens within these awards, these projects, to the community through community engagement, uh, participation with industry and industry partners. We also have cross-cutting themes in diversity, equity, and inclusion. And also this time we're including a really innovative area that's led by Kamala Inos on um, indigenous data sovereignty. Kamala is the, <clears throat> the director of the Office of Indigenous Innovation here at UH. So it's a very exciting, um, very exciting effort. There's about 30 or more faculty and staff involved, and we're just getting started. We just started June 1. So the award was, was just recent, so I want to congratulate you for, for getting this award and and I am looking at the website, and, and like you just said, I mean, there's like 30, 30 people that are part of this, this overall project. How did, how did this 
project get get uh, what's the what's the genesis of this project? Uh, was it was it between you and Phil, or, or were, were there other? Uh, <laughs> I, I see the leadership. I mean, you know, Phil Johnson's there, and and you got Jason Lee and Helen Turner. I mean, the, these names are familiar to me. But uh, how did how did this uh, concept be pulled together and then proposed to the NSF? Yeah. So so because this is a this is really one of the, what's different about this EPSCOR award is this is really focused on on um, building capacity statewide, so not on any one institution. So we have multiple institutions involved. So typically the leadership at UH gets together and decides what are the most important topics that we need to focus on now to build capacity at UH in research that will be of benefit to the state. Mm-hmm. And so and some of this actually honestly came out of uh, our experiences our experiences with COVID and also um, the <laughs> climate change, which is already here. Mm-hmm. So the topics that we, that we uh, so basically it's university leadership, and also we have a Hawaii State Science and Technology Committee that helps advise us, and that's, um, that's composed of business leaders and thought leaders in the state, and we receive input from them as well to choose the topic. And one of the things that's different about these is that is that a state can choose any topic they want. You have to have the same sets of components, research, education, outreach, diversity, uh, but you can choose a topic that you think will be most, Im- most important in terms of uh, what's going to happen to the state over the next five years. And we really focused on um, <clears throat> resilience to climate change and economic development and focusing on data science as, as, a, you know, as a vehicle to improve our economic development. Wow, that's a that's a mouthful. <laughs> and yeah. Everything from economic development to data science to climate change, and and so when when pulling this together, uh, well, maybe maybe I'll give uh, Phil a chance to to kind of chime in. Phil, what, I I've known you you know since the the hackathon days and you know Hawaii Annual Code sure. Challenge, and right. and your successful uh, getting getting student teams involved. How did how did you get involved with this project? And and you're you're one of the co-leads on this. So what's your what was your role in pulling this together? Uh geez, I don't know. Gwen asked me to come to a meeting, and <laughs> yeah. um, I chimed in, and all of a sudden she was like, "Well, wait a second, you know, um, you want to help?" But but yeah, I I think this is this is a really incredible opportunity for Hawaii, um, and it can have impact in so many ways. You know, data science is such an important part of um, our future in Hawaii. Um, you know, our economic future, our environmental future is really going to depend upon our ability to gather data um, and analyze it and also do it in a way that combines, you know, indigenous knowledge and, and Western science in a manner that, that makes sense from both sides. Um, and so this project is, I think, going to bring together a lot of people that haven't had the chance to work together before. I know, you know, in computer science, we do a lot of things, and, and unfortunately, oftentimes, we don't know about our neighbors in SOAS or biology or, you know, geophysics, other places. Mm-hmm. We're doing work that can provide really interesting problems, and this grant is got an explicit focus on bringing these different communities together and providing students with the ability to learn data science and in a way that while they're in school, you know, they'll, they'll learn it 
with respect to problems in climate science, but the underlying skills, they can graduate and go work for Bank of Hawaii or um, Hawaiian Airlines or, you know, lots of local companies that have problems for which data science can be, uh, you know, important part of the, the solution. So it's, it's a very exciting opportunity. So, so Phil, when getting involved with an EPSCOR project like this, uh, Gwen mentioned it was a, it's a five-year project. There's uh, $20 million as a as a budget. How does this weave into a curriculum, or how, does, you know, how do students get involved to the degree that you just described? Is it through classes? Is it through projects? Yeah. How, does, how does it systemically uh, bleed into you know, their, let's say, not only curriculum, but you know, ultimately their their um, uh, what they might get a degree in, and then, right. and then ultimately, you know, how do they how do they use that into a career? So how does how does EPSCOR sort of feed into that uh, at yeah. a at a at a one year, two year, three year? You know, what what is the what is the timeline, and what what the activities take place over that timeline? Right. That that's such a great question, um, and you know, traditionally. In, in school, right? You, you know, you go to school for four years, you get a bachelor's degree, or you go to school for two years, you get a master's, or you go to school for 25 years and get a PhD. Yeah, yeah right, um, right. And, and um, you know, but that's, for a lot of people, that's not, they don't have the time or opportunity to, to, to invest that amount of time to, to do things. And so, so in the EPSCOR program, we definitely will be providing opportunities for traditional students, you know, the undergrads, graduates, postdocs, faculty, you know, we want to, we want to definitely support those avenues, but we also want to build in more non-traditional ways. So um, Gwen and other projects has set up this, uh, a, a series to learn cyber infrastructure skills, which is, you know, how to, how to access supercomputers, how to access data, how to store data. Um, and, and instead of just creating a course that someone would have to enroll in, it's a series of workshops that are two hours long, and you can kind of mix and match which set of workshops are most appropriate for you. And I think that this is part, you know, this is the future of education, mm-hmm. is that we need to expand beyond traditional courses and provide other ways to access the intellectual resources of the university. Um, and so in this EPSCO project, there's going to be a lot of smaller scale, more fine-grained, you know, two-day things, two-hour things that enable people from the community and enable people from across campus to acquire skills and get involved without the time commitment of getting, a, you know, an entire master's degree, for example. Right, right. And, and uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I do want to ask uh, Gwen a little bit more about the uh, the data science aspect of it because I know data science has been a growing growing curriculum and program at the university as well as as uh, Shamanad and and how does that kind of weave into what what Phil uh, just described? So what we're gonna do right now is uh, we're gonna hold that thought and of course we'll be back right after this short break to continue our conversation with Gwen Jacobs and Phil Johnson about climate resistance, resilience, and data science. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Honolulu Waldorf School. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe on HPR One. I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Gwen Jacobs, co-director of the 
Hawaii Data Science Institute and um, Director of Cyber Infrastructure. And, of course, Phil Johnson, uh, he's, uh, you know, my idol when it comes to the Hawaii Annual Code Challenge. And, of course, he's a professor <laughs> over at the Information and Computer Science Department over at the University of Hawaii. And, and of course, right before the break, uh, Phil was kind of describing how the program, this, this particular EPSCOR program, is actually geared for students and even, even perhaps uh, people from the community to participate in, in various workshops over the course of these uh, the next uh, five years as, as this program sort of unfolds. And, and, and Gwen, you know, when talking about data science and how data science might play a big role in this, it's not only just finding the data sets, but how people now, you know, manage that data and then analyze that data and then, you know, come up with some informed uh, conclusions as a result of that data. How does that... How does that get woven into uh, what what Phil described? And and being that it's uh, multi-campus, not only not only Manoa, but you have Shamanad involved, you have community colleges. I mean, or or campuses on the neighbor islands. How does this how does this get all woven together and kept held together? Is that is that your job, Gwen? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a great question. And actually. So we've been focusing on building capacity in data science for, you know, almost five years prior to this. Mm-hmm. So our previous EPSCoR award, which was Ikibai, which was focused on, on water sustainability, as part of that award, we hired four data scientists at UH Hilo. Right. So they really were, they started out growing a data science program there at Hilo. Following that, we had the opportunity to compete to establish the um, Data Science Institute, which Jason Lee and I did. And as part of that, there were two other key data science hires who are part of our project, Peter Sadowski and Maddie Belcade. And this last year, working with the Computer Science Department, we've, we've made two other faculty hires. And to top that off with this new EPSCoR award, we're, we will be making three more faculty hires. So part of our whole, and Shamanad has also been involved in all of this, and they've been growing their data science program at the same time. So it's been a really great collaborative effort among universities to build capacity through first bringing the faculty on with the expertise and then building those programs. So what, what we're doing with the EPSCOR is really focusing, making the Data Science Institute as the nexus around these different um, these different institutional programs and focusing on, first of all, you have to have the faculty with the expertise to teach the classes and, and, um, and supervise the students. But the idea is to collaborate on, as Phil was saying, collaborate on the curriculum that we're developing. And also um, the other major focus is to really focus on multidisciplinary research where students are bringing their data science skills and working with climate science students, and together they form a multidisciplinary team where they can put their data science skills to work on an important climate science problem. So any scientific problem has, um, <clears throat> has all those criteria of being, having to collect the data, figure out how, whether we're doing sensors or a bunch of different creative ways of obtaining the data, you know, cleaning it, managing it, storing it, and importantly, being able to analyze it and visualize it. And that's where Jason Lee's component comes in. Um, he's doing some really innovative data visualization uh, techniques that I know, uh, Jason, or I know, Bert, that you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. So we really want both all of our students and our faculty to see 
you know, the whole data life cycle from collection to cleaning to analysis, but also to introduce students that normally wouldn't necessarily get these skills in their, in their graduate education. And that's the, um, that's the reason that we're offering these workshops and these workshop modules so that they can gain those specific skills that they need. But I think the real magic happens when we combine a data science faculty member with a climate science faculty member, and together they work on a, on a research project. And um, basically, I think everyone benefits. The data scientist is challenged with new, uh, with, with new um, opportunities to use their tools, and the climate scientist benefits because they are now using tools like artificial intelligence and machine learning to understand their data. So it's a real win-win solution, I think, for all. And that, and we are we're extending that to our our colleagues at Hilo, our colleagues at Chaminade, UH West Oahu is also involved. So it's a real um, multi-campus effort. And honestly, this really um, aligns with President Lassner's goals to to build not only data science but computer science capacity and expertise within the state, because that's one of our major goals. And so, a lot of that is focused around the data science institute. Yeah, yeah. So, Gwen, you know, the would it be safe to say that the the twenty million will probably go uh, toward uh, hiring hiring uh, uh, faculty in in these particular fields, as well as fund uh, research projects that uh, some of the collaborations might come up with. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I mean, the you know the sustainability plan because we all you know we'll, we want to. Uh, this project doesn't end after five years. Our sustainability plan is really investing in those faculty, ensuring that they, they have a positive experience and achieve tenure and can carry on their research projects into the future. But, yeah, that's what the, the funds go to fund the research projects, hire faculty, uh, support graduate students. And we also have a really interesting and I think will be really fun summer undergraduate program so we can make sure that we have students that are just getting excited about data science or climate science and bring them into the program and hopefully they'll continue on and end up uh, being practitioners in that area. So so a summer undergrad program now does that is that kind of like uh, uh, in Phil's uh, uh, I guess uh, kind of events that he might be involved in in terms of getting student teams involved with uh, any of these projects? Phil, do you, yep. do you envision, uh, similar to how you've got student teams involved with, with the uh, Hawaii Annual Code Challenge, you would get some student teams involved with uh, tackling some of this uh, data science and, and climate resi- uh, resilience? Ab- absolutely. And in fact, I'll go beyond that to say I think there should be some companies um, that come out of this because there's a lot of interesting innovations um, and, you know, the, the problems that we're facing here in Hawaii with climate change, you know, if we can solve them here, that's going to have global impact. So I think there's just a lot of opportunity. And, uh, you know, we just got a couple seconds left. So, Gwen, where can people find out more about this uh, EPSCOR project? Yeah, best place to look is, is uh, keep track of our website. That's hawaii.edu slash EPSCOR, and also keep a Keep an eye on our Hawaii Data Science Institute, and you can find that information at datascience.hawaii.edu. So those are the two places to look and sign up for our mailing list on, for both of those projects. Very, and we'd love to we'd love to hear hear um, what you think of our project. Well, I'm excited I, about it. I'm going to have you come back because I know there's some interesting uh, 
uh, products that might come out of this, and I'm especially interested in, in like what Phil said about some of the startups that might, startups that might result from this. I'll put the uh, put the links up on the show notes for later on today. Jam- Gwen Jacobs is the co-director of the Hawaii Data Science Institute and director of cyber infrastructure over at UH, and of course Phil Johnson, professor over at the Information and Computer Science, also at the University of Hawaii. And I want to thank them both for joining us today. Thank you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week when we'll catch up with uh, eSports over at the Waipahu Library. And if you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkcafe.org. And, of course, our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HBR1 every Wednesday or anytime via the HP app or your favorite podcast application. You stay safe. You stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. Stay tuned. Reveal is next.